1: want to share some things this morning that many of you have already heard but I have to tell you you know we've been on this journey uh, this this summer and this this message of if you know moving from if to then came out uh, at the end of September beginning of October and and there's some things that was was happening i want to hear what god is saying through this and it's interesting that uh, as we stay in this uh, and things keep popping up we maybe try to move forward past it but something else comes up and and so i got to take you on this journey again because i want this church to experience what god has in store and finding the purpose behind this uh, uh, what this is all about and so as you look that out that handout you'll see Damon Rob Parsley we're not using a message from him this will make sense later on I hope some of you've been with us you've already seen this this picture before but uh, this again, this message, or this sharing—I don't know if it'll be classified as a message. It is actually uh, birthed out of my experience when I went to Scotland uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, and and just something just kind of really got a hold of my attention. And hopefully that it'll do something for you the, today also. But I want to back up and and share what God is doing, and I'm going to use this and um, just a couple of verses to lay out a foundation to think about—you uh, know the, how good God is. Now go with me back to Genesis chapter 3, verse 8. And and, uh, you know the story there, Adam and Eve has been told not to eat of the the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, but then they fall to this temptation. And and in Genesis chapter 3, verse 8, we see that uh, the Lord God was walking in the garden and Adam and Eve heard them. And the the phrase that comes up is that they, they were afraid and they hid themselves from the presence of God. There was that separation from the presence of God. As believers in Jesus Christ, we have recognized that the Lord, uh, because of the sacrifice he made, it was able to make us to be able to get back into the presence of God. That that's just the whole thing. The reason why we come to the house of the Lord is to experience and encounter and engage God's presence again. And that was because sin has been taken out of our life. And so I want to be in the presence of the Lord. That has got to be the reason why we come to the house of God to experience His presence. And and there's been all kinds of things going to, going around about how to have church and what is what's the purpose of church. And and there was a movement for a while. It's like we well, got to be seeker friendly. We got to all about trying to win the loss in, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. We want to see the loss saved, and, and, but it seems like that that's a point where the believers were kind of set off to the side. It's like, okay, the, the experience is supposed to be for the loss, but then there's a group that says, no, the church is supposed to be just, a, a, the, the believers are supposed to have such a, a powerful encounter with God, and out of that, hopefully those who are lost will see the, the presence and the power of God, and, and they'll be drawn in, and so we've, we're working through those, those things, but here's the one thing I do know. When I come to the house of the Lord, I want to have. An encounter with him, and and I want those around me to have an encounter with him. And yes, my wife already said this morning we're a Pentecostal church, and we believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. So let me take you into uh, Acts chapter two, verses uh, uh, around verse sixteen. You, you see that uh, that is on the day of Pentecost that Jesus says that that I'm going to pour out my my spirit on all flesh. Peter's preaching uh, what the, what Joel said, but this is the Lord speaking through the church. Right, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. Right, we see that dreams are going to take place and and. Uh, Prophecies are gonna take place, visions are gonna take place in the last days. How many believes that we're in the last days? And we're a church that believes that the, the day of Pentecost, that was the birth of the New Testament church, but God wasn't done birthing in the church His presence. Uh, he wasn't done allowing the, 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 the fullness of God and the fullness of the Spirit to be experienced in the house of the Lord. And, and so we would come together. Every time we come together, it's an opportunity for God to pour out His Spirit to, and to do something in, in the lives of the believers. But again, we have to tie it into Acts 1.8. Why is that? To be empowered, to be His witnesses. So it can't be contained just in this room. It can't just be contained. And I know you've heard me preach like this before, but I've got to let you know I've laid that out because we believe in the power of God. We believe in the presence of God, and he's not done speaking through dreams. He's not done giving prophecies. He's not done giving visions. And anybody agree with that this morning, that God is not done, and so we've got to press in. It doesn't mean that it supersedes his word. It's got to connect and line up with his word. It's not going to be better than his word. It's going to confirm His Word. Uh, we stand on His Word. Uh, His Word is, a, is a, how we know Him and how we hear from Him. So anything that we hear, it's got to line up with what God is doing. And we serve a God that not is only pouring out His Spirit now, but uh, we see bits, uh, places in history where there's been revivals. And, and so uh, this is where I want to kind of lay in what the Lord has been doing in, in my life and in and, and some of the church life uh, here since this summer. So, with permission, uh, Linda Garcia said I could share this before. I shared some of the things, but I didn't share her name, but uh, Linda is a, is a woman of prayer, and she meets with other uh, women who pray and seek after God, and 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 that's a good thing. And, and so we, we thank God for people who are prayer warriors. We thank God that there's people who are, who are praying on your behalf, praying on your children's behalf, to, to see lives change. And 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 anybody can testify, if it wasn't for someone else's prayer, you wouldn't even be in the house of the Lord. And, and so I believe others are going to come in and uh, to the, back to the house of God. There's going to be new people coming to the house of the Lord who's never walked with the God because there's a people who are praying and seeking God. Amen. So in August... Linda has a dream, and we believe that there's dreams. And sometimes we have dreams, you don't know what to do with them, you don't want to know what they always mean. And, and if I'm sounding like I'm repeating some stories, I am. But I, I want you to hear all this in the context because of what it just happened to me in Scotland. And, and I hope that is something like, wow, okay, God is doing something. And so as we do this, I want you to say this with me. You see it on the screen. We are seeking the shift, we are seeking your presence, we are seeking the shift. We are seeking your presence. One more time. We are seeking the shift, and we are seeking your presence. So if you've been around, if you've been watching online, you know we've had this, this term shift come out, and this is, again, how this came to be about. It's not a new word. It's been around a lot. Uh, there's been revivals based on it and, and different things. But out of this, God is doing something. I believe that there's a there's a revival for this church. How many believe that God wants to do something for this church? And and I don't want to see this church miss uh, God's moving and what God is doing and is in this shift. So in August, Linda has a dream, uh, uh, and she didn't know what to do with it. She shared it with her prayer partners. Didn't even didn't tell me. We didn't know anything about it to the end of September, beginning of October. But in this dream. Uh, she is taken into a, to a room, and, and she says there was a, when now I'm sharing how she shared it with me the first time, she goes, there was a minister that was in this dream that uh, that you would know who it is, I, I, but I'm going to tell you who it is right now so you don't get distracted about that, and just to so let you know, it was Rod Parsley in her dream, but he, she didn't tell me at that time. She goes, he's on this platform, and I walk in, and there's these books on the ground. I thought they were Bibles, and, and, and so I grabbed one, I'm like, I don't know why, but I grabbed one and said, this is mine. I started holding on to it. And in this dream, she also sees some puzzle pieces, okay? And she goes, I don't know what that means. But then she hears the Lord say, I'm the God of if." And that took her by surprise, and she began to debate with God. No, no, you're the God I am. How how can these be? And and so she walked out from that, and and she gets with her prayer purse because this is my dream, and this is, that's just a portion of it. She goes, but I don't know what that means. I don't know what this means. And and so weeks go by, and and uh, we have our Tuesday night prayer meeting every Tuesday night, and we have several that are part of other groups. And so uh, Linda hasn't been a part of the Tuesday night for a while. She's praying with other groups, but uh, she felt I needed to be here at this prayer. Prayer meeting on Tuesday night, this particular one, and I think it's the first one in October. And, and so she, her, and, 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 and Tina uh, was here uh, that night, and she's a prayer partner with Linda. And so they're still working through this. And again, I I share this again just to bring you remembrance because in April we had Randy Ballard with us for revival and he was preaching through Psalms 91 and and gave us a little booklet. And so that's what we were doing on Tuesday nights every once in a while, not every Tuesday night. We were walking through, praying the Psalms 91, verse by verse, and and one night we may get through one verse, one night we get two, we're praying different things, but we're letting the Lord lead us in that time of prayer. Everyone was involved in, in that. But it just happened to be at this, particular night this Tuesday night that we uh, Linda hasn't been with us for for a while she she comes another person comes with her and and we're in our circle right down here and that night we get to verse nine and again even the the way that it's set up we're usually praying I'm usually leading from my Bible or or another but not from a booklet the booklet is using the new living translation uh, in that scripture and I never thought about it before but we got to verse nine and it says if and it's in there twice. If you make God your refuge. And, and 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 so this just began to stir up within us. And and out of nowhere, I said, God, you're the God of if. And then... Linda's hair stood up on her back and her neck, and and she's looking at the other people that she's already been sharing with, and and we begin to walk through this, and then that's where the word shift came in. I feel like God, there's a there's a shift that you're doing, and and then it just dawned on me that there, if is in the shift, and you've been a part of the the message. I'm laying that out because God is not a God of accidents; He is ordaining steps, but. It doesn't always happen just at one time. Wouldn't it be nice if we just got one big download and uh, for the rest of the year we know what to, what to do with this? And, and so we're walking through, uh, this process. Uh, we're walking through and listening. God, what are, what are you saying? And so that was on that Tuesday night. And now I thought that was a significant enough. We thought it, it helped answer uh, Linda's dream. And she felt uh, after that night she talked with us. She goes, that, that helped me out a lot. You don't believe what you just said. And was like, and so we started unpacking that God was in that moment. But he wasn't done. I want to let you know you can't just rest on a word from yesterday. We, we got to keep going back to his word, but we got to keep being open. God, you're still saying something and doing something. I don't want to miss what you're saying and what you're doing. And because there's lives in the balance, uh, there's lives that are out there that there's people who have not called on the name of the Lord or who have walked away that need to see a church, uh, need to see people of God on fire for him. Because in these last days, he's going to pour out his, his spirit on all flesh. And what is it for? If you follow that passage in Acts chapter 2, it says that all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. So it's about getting people to call on the name of the Lord. So we've had to be ready. It can't be church as normal. And that's not a down on this church. I'm saying we have to, in every church, all churches have to recognize, God, you want to do something fresh right now. We can't just look back at yesterday, what you did then. He's a right now God. He still wants to do something right now, but he's looking for people who are hungry for him so you've heard me share part of the story. It didn't end there. A couple of days later, Linda is on Thursday. She actually calls. She goes, you won't believe what happened. I've got to share with you some more about the dream and what's going on right now. And I said, okay. And so Brain and I got with her on Friday. We met here in the office. And she says, you know, uh, I, I, more about that dream. I didn't tell you who the speaker was or who the preacher was in that dream. But she goes, it was Rod Parsley. And it's significant because here's what's happening. To yesterday, he just released a book. And, and I showed you this picture before and this is don't open it up but this is a on the cover this is the cover of the book it's revival if she didn't know yet she goes i didn't know this book was coming out but you got to look it up look up the book what he just released so i got online looking it's like revival if that's uh, that's amazing so god is speaking and and then we started looking at the cover she hadn't seen the cover yet and and we pulled it up it was like look it's 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 pieces of puzzles, uh, puzzle pieces on fire. It's like, okay, she already told us that was in part of the dream, but not on fire. We have to be on fire. We've got to be on fire. God, pour out your spirit on us again, uh, a fresh fire on us again. And and so this wasn't by accident. Uh, And and I don't know why this is just happening for our church. I don't know what's going on around the world, but for us, this is, there's confirmation through this, uh, through this dream that Linda had. And so she didn't know what to do with that. So I want to help you with this. If the Lord gives you a dream, pray about it, keep seeking. You may need to share it, but it doesn't mean that you're supposed to act on it right then. You're supposed to be patient and waiting, but don't just bottle up at the right time. The Lord's going to release it and let you know what's going on, what to do with that. And so we were sitting in the office, we, we talked about this, and, I, and then I end up sharing it uh, with you all. Didn't know what to do with that, and so i I, I just been praying over the Last few weeks and the last couple of months. So I, I got the book Revival If. I wanted to read through some of it. I'm still not done with it. I, I don't just pick up a book usually and read all the way through. I, I pick up a few books here and there and go back and forth. And, and how many knows that God orders our steps? And there's just timing issues. And he has something he wants us to see at a certain time and that you may forgot about it if you didn't. And, and, and that's what was going on here. So I picked up the book and, and, and she was reading a copy of it. And every once in a while we were talking, I was like, yeah, did you read that? I was like, no, I haven't got that far yet. And, and, uh, uh, but uh, God was doing Is re- I just saw some reminders of the revivals that took place in the 1800s and, and how God moved in and, uh, and the Cane Ridge revivals in, in uh, Kentucky. And then there's a revival in the early or late 1800s that happened in Manhattan with businessmen that were coming together and they met for lunch and they just started and and it just it just did a a great revival poured out of that people were giving up their lunch hour just to just to pray uh, during that time and so we're hearing these different places uh, where God poured out his spirit where there was a where there's a history that and again I say this because God is not done with revivals and so I I had to, my book down to the side. I haven't read it for a little bit. And, and then I hear about the trip to Scotland that is available. And I decided I'm, I'm going to jump on board and go with this, this group to Scotland. And, and so after I made that commitment and, and made the preparations to go, I pick up the book again and I got to a place and it said, there's a revival, Hebrides revival in Scotland. I'm like, whoa, what's this about? I'm getting ready to go to Scotland. I hadn't really followed any revivals in Scotland. And so I pick up and read a little bit about that. In uh, 1949, there was two sisters... One was eighty two years old one was eighty four it was Peggy and christine uh, Smith and and they were they were on fire for God and they wanted to see revival in the in the lands that they were in the, in these islands right off of uh, Scotland and and it was poor and 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 if you ran I, I've done some a little bit more research there was religion there but it was very religious uh, uh, they had a more of a list of don't do this versus what you could do and and they would get they, they got so strict that you couldn't uh, do anything like on on, on Sunday like they would get you in trouble if you would uh, wash your car on Sunday. They would become very religious in everything that, that they did. The, there was no young people in the church. Uh, they, they wanted to be away from church. They didn't, they didn't want to be there uh, in, in that place. And so I'm reading about this revival, and the, these two ladies, these two sisters, uh, 82 and 84, one was half blind and the other uh, was bent over. She had a, uh, a problem with her, her, with her back, uh, so, um, and so spinal stenosis, and so she was humped over. That didn't stop them from praying. You hear what I'm saying? It didn't stop them from praying, and so nightly they would pray together, and they were praying for revival, and there was a missionary that uh, was set to, that way to, to have a revival for two weeks. His name was Charles Duncan. He was scheduled for a two-week revival, and he got there to the town, and it ended up turning into a two-year revival, and he was and it was answered answer prayer, but he was a godly man, and he would stop people in the middle of the, of the street. They would stop and pray for hours together because the presence of God was so real, and it changed those islands. Change Scotland at that time, and and but the, the revival—it's it, not happening now. They need another revival, and I will let you know we need another revival here in the United States. Cain uh, Ridge is over. Asbury revival that we've all talked about before is over, but God is not over. God is still pouring out, and He's not done. So He reminds us of what He has done to prepare us what He's going to do, and so we've got to have a heart of, of readiness. Uh, I want to be hungry after Him, but it comes when we seek after His presence. See, we. Can't can't seek after revival. Revival is a pr- byproduct of his presence. Uh, revival is, is what is the outcome of us pressing in. Revival is what breaks out when we break through. Uh, and so we've got to press into the presence of God. Uh, we've got to be hungry for the presence of God. Uh, we've got to long for the presence of God. We've got to wait for the presence of God. We can't be in a hurry. We can't be in a, 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 a looking at the clock. We've got to be pressing in. In fact, uh, uh, this has been stirring my heart Earlier this week of how to lead this this service today. And and so with confirmation on a on prayer call on Thursday morning, our overseer is talking about the presence of God. I haven't talked to him about this and, and he says that we've got to get to the place if if you want to see the, the power of God move, you've got to quit the programs, you gotta find the presence. And he began to say, I'd rather be here till two o'clock in the afternoon versus leaving at eleven thirty with a cup of coffee and a donut in my hand. I want not to worry about the time, I wanna press in. And so I'm telling you on Sunday mornings, clear your schedule. Don't plan lunch with somebody else. Be here. Be ready to eat at the table of God. We've got to press in. We've got to be hungry. That's where the outpouring comes when we're hungry for the Lord. So I had this opportunity to go to, to Scotland. And I had the opportunity to preach uh, on that Sunday night, when I first arrived, and and I'm like, "What am I going to preach at Scotland? I, I I'm not an international evangelist. I am now, but uh, uh, but I, I I don't know what to, what to share. What to what am I going to do? And I'm like, you know, this revival. If there's just something there, I know there's something about our church, but maybe this would be encouraging to them because I've, I'm reading this book. There's a revival in Scotland. I just want to remind them that God poured out His Spirit there, and He wants to do it again. And and so I'm sharing what we're going through, and then I share about the the revival. Bible, if and I shared about the the book that uh, that we have, and that hey, I read about the, the Duncan Campbell and what was taking place, and they were all lit up like, yeah, we know who Duncan Campbell was. We've heard those stories, and, and I didn't teach them anything new. I knew I wasn't going to, but it, it ignited something in them. They were like, you've got to look up this, and you've got to look up that. They're like, God moved in this place, and, and this was a group of of people that were hungry. They're birthing the church that we were at that night as a an older church that was about to close down, but they're trying to. Revive it. And so some three churches are coming together uh, to get people there. And there, and I, I saw online on Saturday night they had a service. The room was full of people worshiping God. God is going to do something there. I believe it, but I believe God wants to do something here in the United States. Uh, he wants to pour out revival across our land uh, before his return. Uh, how many believes that God wants to do, He wants to see the, your, your sons and your daughters uh, and your mothers and fathers? Uh, he wants to see your families brought into the kingdom of God. Uh, he's looking for people that are hungry for him and that we're not going to get caught up in what's going on around us. We're going to get caught up what's going on in the house of the Lord. And then out of that, we're going to make an impact. We're going to see the world change and turned upside down. So I'm sharing this message and, and, and we're tired. It wasn't revival breaking out that day. I wish it would have been one of those things I could come back and say that God fell in a mighty way and people were laying out all over the floor and, and seeking God, but they were, they were intense in, in what they were doing. They were, they, were, they were there, they were excited, but we finished the service, and afterwards I was standing down just talking to the pastor's wife, an older lady, she goes, yeah. She was like, that's, that was a powerful Bible. You need to look this up. And, and I had the book with me because I, I thought it was just an impact to say, hey, you know, there's, we, there's this dream that uh, Linda had and there's puzzle pieces and, and there's rod parsley in it. And so I, doesn't this make a lot of sense? And isn't this powerful? And so I held the cover up to them so they would go, oh, that's so powerful because that's, it was a God moment, right? I, I thought when I, we heard it, it says, God, you're doing something. What it is, I don't know. And so I'm talking to this pastor's wife and and I'm showing her the cover of the book, and I'm like, "Yeah, this is this is the book." And within two seconds, she goes, "That's Scotland." I'm like, "What? No, no, you're, you're kidding me." She goes, "No, that's Scotland." See, I, I don't, I don't really think about what Scotland, England look like. I don't look at the world map that much. But if a, a picture of America is on the cover, I've been like, "That's America." She goes, "That's Scotland." You don't believe me. Open up your covers. I don't know what this means, but I know it's not an accident that I had to go to Scotland for someone to tell me that Hey, that cover, I, don't, I, I can't say that the person who made the cover tried to make it look like England and Scotland, I think they had no idea, but for us, this means something. Yeah, she was looking at it, she goes, yeah, that's Scotland. I didn't have a map in front of me, she was just pointing at the cover, she goes, yeah, down there's Wells. If you, if you look at the back cover, I did an overlay to show you how closely they are connected. I didn't know what to do with that. I can tell you, I had chills at the time. I can tell you, as soon as I got back to the room and I was able to talk to my wife, I said, you you won't believe what just happened. I don't know what this means. But we serve a God of wonders and signs. We serve a God that will do things to get our attention, bring confirmation, that will humble us, For the purpose to draw us in. I don't know what to do with this. But I know I can't just Well that was nice. That was interesting. No. God, I wanna I wanna seek your face. What are you doing? What's your desire? Not that I'm looking for a Charles Duncan, but I'm open for whatever God wants to do for a revival to take place. God, what are you doing? See, it doesn't happen overnight. It's years of prayer. It's time of fasting. Do you realize that the, the timing of this—we just spent 21 days at the beginning of January to seek after God, fasting and praying. And in that time, it, it's not always easy. There's 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 things that happen. There's anybody had any hard times over 21 days where things have come up? Sister Tina's waving her hand. There's been some fights, some battles, and I can we could testify right now, and I'll I'll say some things right now. That uh, in the middle of this, uh, she has a home in in, Miss, uh, in uh, Mississippi, and, and and a tree was uh, fell down, a large tree. It could have hit a car and disabled uh, the car. Could have hit the house, and, uh, but it hit right between. It didn't have much space, and, and the house was spared. Her daughter April was spared, and 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 it was a God thing. And, I, and I've said this, and we've said this to her. She's a woman of prayer. You know that her grandson was just shot, but the Lord's had his hand on him. There's other things and miracles. She's alive right now because of the miracle of God. And I'm saying because she's a woman of prayer, there's some people who are benefiting from the prayers that she's prayed because of the protection. But the covering is there until they get to the get to their life right with God. And but I'm letting you know, and you need to hear this, church, uh, the people that you're praying over and, and they're covering the, the the umbrella is so long, but as they keep drawing and drop dropping back and falling away, God is covering them until they stop so far. But don't stop praying because he wants to keep them under that shadow so they will so they will call on his name but there's some of you in this room have been protected because of other people's prayers but there's got to be a time where you're praying yourself and we've got to be serious what god is doing and he wants to press in so when i see something like this this is not an accident this this picture is not an accident And if it doesn't make chills go down your back, you need to look at it again and realize this is not an accident. God is doing something. And I want to fear the God who can do something as simple as this. This may not touch another congregation around the United States. But he did it for us to get our attention. And I want to be fearful of him. If you look at this cover, there's a fire in the middle. But there's a missing piece. God, what's the missing piece? Who's the missing piece? Is it unity? Because you don't have a complete puzzle if all the pieces are not touching I don't know. I'm throwing out what just, I'm seeking through this. God, what is this missing piece about? But we have to seek his presence. I don't have the answer. But I come humbly before you this morning knowing that God wants to do something. If we'll press in. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take the next five minutes just to pray. You may pray at your seat. You may want to come around the altars. No music, no sound. In about five minutes, Sister Bethany, and the praise team is going to come back. We're going to get into worship, but I want our worship to be birthed out of our prayer. The words are not going to be on the screen. But I want you to press in as best that you can. If you're watching online this morning, we hope that you'll stay watching. I don't know what's going to happen. I know this. there's not going to be fancy camera shots or anything. This is what you see. This is what you're going to get today. We encourage you to be in the house of the Lord. but We want to press in. And seek His face. I'm
0: Any more. do whatever you want to to do whatever you
1: God wants to do something in this service, I have no doubt. And we're singing, do whatever you want to. I believe in the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. I believe that God wants to fill some in this room today with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I believe this is a time we've got to press in. I'm going to encourage you this morning, don't hold anything back. Don't walk out with the saying, what if? <laughs> What if I would have surrendered? What if I would have went up? What if I would have laid it down? What if I would really that thing that's bothered me so much? What if I would gave it to the Lord today? If you need a baptism of the Holy Spirit, this is a day. Come and get, come and receive what God wants for you to have today, this morning. Don't wait for a, another week. Don't wait for another time. We don't do this every week where we're taking. We want to to have that presence every week, but God has got this day planned for something special. So you're going to have to press in. You may stand in a little bit, sit a little bit, but don't give up, don't give in right now to your flesh, but give in to the Spirit of God. Let let this be the day. Let this be the day. Let this be the day that revival breaks out in this church. Let this be the day. Press in. So if you need something, come and get it. Come and receive from the Lord this morning.